Hello, and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Vlog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are we have such a good returning guest. You're one of our favorite guests. Yeah. Sorry, other guests who are listening and now have close up. <laughs> they waited to drop most of our guests. I'm just gonna all of our other guests, you suck. <laughs> Amanda humor. We are with Alexis. You were Nyers, but now you're Haynes, but I feel like for SEO I always have to put your name, like your That's old fine. name in there. It can be it could go either way. Like yeah. it can. Hyphenated, it's fine. You're not hyphenated though. I'm not. She's no. not, but I'm saying like for the show. I I've thought about hyphenating. <laughs> You hyphenate. I hyphenate. Ethan thinks it's stupid, so I don't. But Doesn't I think it's stupid too, but yet I still do. <laughs> I actually really want to. You know, I've never legally changed my last name. Yeah. No, I haven't. Mine, I just did like through personal. Like I have to still go and do the actual. It's stuff. so annoying. Yeah. I just don't want to do paperwork. Wait, do you know I have had an expired driver's license for four months, <laughs> and I nice. won't go to renew. You have to if you change Hopefully your address. Me is not listening. <laughs> I know. No, but if you go in. By the way, your, this intro, you like just continue. This is. I know. I'm just like continue and then we'll go I'm please don't call me if you're the DMV I swear I'm gonna go next week like who wants to stand in a government building for hours I know it's you have to go to you have to go to traffic court yeah don't even talk about it because I can't put it on yeah anyways we would rather be podcasting and we're with someone who has a new podcast which is so it's so juicy. <laughs> like, you. I probably, like, shouldn't say that, but, like, it is so juicy. It's so good. And, and it's, it's so, so honest. Too. Yeah, and it's so authentic. It's what people need to hear. And I was going to say, like, so how do we introduce her? Now, podcaster, doula, Former reality mama, star. Former reality star. Wife. You have many slashes. I am. I do it all. <laughs> I mean, I have had the intention of writing a book, which I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, watching this podcast for a while, but I felt like people kind of wouldn't take me seriously. Like if I was a reality star that got sober in Malibu, then a year later started a podcast. Like nobody's gonna take that shit seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, and that's what every reality star does. Um, so I waited, and over the last eight years of my sobriety, have had incredible experience and life experience, and so many amazing lessons and um you know on this journey of self-empowerment and improvement and I feel like the time is now so it's just kind of you know I, I set my intention forward and then I was like now it's time to launch this thing and I am just so honored and appreciative for the amount of incredible feedback that I've gotten so far it's good that you don't hold back because I feel like if you're going to, like, the first one was, like, how long was it? You were just talking for, like, 45 minutes, yeah. maybe an hour, something like yeah. that. And it's, like, if you, it's really, first of all, it's really hard to do because I've done, I have another podcast and sometimes I'm talking for 20 minutes and I'm, like, does anyone really want to hear me? Like, this is so <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. But you did it so like perfect it was so good yeah I agree and when I listen like I feel like not only are you talking to your audience but I like that you're very real and very like authentic about just where you are in that place it's almost like you I know of course you think about your thoughts but I feel like when I'm listening to you you're just sitting there having that conversation with your friend and giving advice even if like you're not actually having that conversation if that makes sense and that's what recovering from reality is really all about it's supposed to be a community and a space for people to come and literally just sit on my couch and chat about how we're recovering from life not just sobriety but 
whether it's divorce or sexual trauma or um, toxic relationships or dysfunctional family systems, whatever it might be, it's, recovering from reality is a place to come together and to uh, connect. Yeah. And I think that that's in this crazy world of disconnection, connection is so important. So important. It's so true. We were talking about this before we started podcasting, we were hanging out, but social media, like it can be such a great place, it can be such a dark space. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's so true. That's where podcasts, I feel like shine. And I love that you said that, that it's like about that community. Cause I think people really need that. They need to know that they have that. And it's yeah. not just scrolling on someone's feed and hoping you get that interaction and then moving on. Like you're yeah. actually truly connecting. And I think that you and I do a really good job about, um, yes, we post a lot of like pretty pictures and stuff <laughs> like that, but there's nine out of 10 times really great content. I mean, sometimes I'm totally just feeling myself. Oh I'm yeah, like, you have to. You're like, I look hot. Yeah, yeah, totally. But most of the time I try to provide um, content and in and, and, and the way, um, I, I guess I would just say, I try to provide people with a real life look into my life which Absolutely. is often messy and chaotic and yeah. beautiful and all, it's all of the things right you know? and it, I think it, that's really important I agree with you especially obviously now me being a new mom like I went from this whole glam world too to being like holy crap I'm literally in crap every day and I started sharing that and people were so much more open and wanting to connect with me and I was like oh wow because I'm being relatable people now actually want to have that space with me and it's no longer just like this filter of like oh I you know I was done up for this event I'm doing this Social media is kind of like the vein of my existence. Like, I don't enjoy <laughs> it. I just do it um, because – and if it, if I did just have a blog where it's like, look, I look pretty. Oh, here's this cute product I got in the mail for free. Like, if it was just about that, I wouldn't do it. Right. I wouldn't do it. I'm really hoping that this – that Recovering from Reality becomes a movement – of change where we can honestly talk about um, the things that we're going through and hopefully it'll save lives. Yeah, no, I mean, that's amazing. And I think a, a true like intention and goal. And I think a lot of people just even from listening from the beginning of your podcast, you could just see, like I was looking at some of the comments on your website where the mm-hmm. podcast is because I left one and I was getting, you know, replies and people were saying, you could just tell the, the authentic comments how they were like, wow, this really resonated with me or I didn't know that about you. And now that makes me feel better about what I'm going through. And that's the thing. It's like, if you explain something that you're going through, you don't know who you're reaching out to mm-hmm. in the world that all of a sudden may feel healed by you or may feel like, oh, I, it is normal. And it's no longer just this filter of like, oh, that that's what I didn't think was ever going to happen. It's like, oh, no, but they just went through that. And that's someone I look up to and someone I'm inspired by. Yeah. And now they feel touchable to me and relatable because they just shared their true story. So I think there's a huge possibility of like recovering from reality, becoming a movement and being like that in people's lives. And that it's unedited. Because like as a writer and like you were saying on the last episode, like you were doing that article with Nancy Jo Sales, who, by the way, screwed a bunch of people I know. Like you're not the only one. She's such a bitch. Like really screwed over. She is a broken human being. You know what? I don't feel bad for her. No, I don't either because you're a grown-ass woman and you need to step up to the plate and take a look at your shit and deal with it. I just don't believe as a writer, like, exploiting people. Like, and I always say, and I remember when I first interviewed you, I'm always, I always tell people, and I've interviewed, like, a ton of celebrities and public figures. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't like to make people look bad. I don't do, like, expose. People tell me a lot of stuff that I never print, uh, which is kind of fun, just knowing these secrets. (laughs) But it's just, that's not who I am. It's not what I want to do. And, like, I always 
try to make, I always say like, well, I'm not going to interview someone I don't like. I don't have to, that's, I don't have to do that. Like it's my choice entirely. And I like to make people look good. But the truth is sometimes I think social media and frankly, like podcasts, most of all, it does a better job because you can just be yourself. No one is going to edit it. No one is going to filter it. No one is going to spin it a specific way. And you're entirely in charge of your image. It's nice to have that control. Like coming from the world of reality television. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's no control. No no control. control. No control. And it's. Loosely scripted. Yep. And Whatever the agenda that they're it, trying they to They have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just kind of um, not amused. That's not the right word. But Kind of like this puppet. Yeah. You, they just kind of... Yeah. That's how I felt on script. And I only went through a small part of what you went through. And it yeah. was intense for so me. So a whole season, high on heroin, fighting yeah. criminal char- burglary charges. So it breathes. It breathes. I'm kind of shocked I survived that no kidding. And it was a very very challenging time in my life and so to go so I think when I got sober I needed to step away from all of that and I've had so many people knocking on my door over the years to do this reality show or do this reality show and my answer has always been no because I feel as though not that it would have slowed like my emotional growth or my healing process but it just wasn't the right time and Mm -hmm. I want to be able to and it's not even control the narrative I want to be able to be authentically me Mm -hmm. and to be able to say and do and feel and talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about amen (laughs) exactly do that on television you're right and I can't do that you know writing my book I decided finally that I'm going to write a book and I'm going to self-publish it because I don't want to have to kiss ass to a bunch of publishing companies I don't want to have to take out you know parts of my story or change wording here or there if Mm -hmm. I really to fit inside a box I will tell you though if you do want I have someone I want to introduce you to okay you Mm -hmm. might actually do you know Anna Davis that's who I'm working with oh my god yay (laughs) I was gonna perfect it's so that's so funny she's amazing she's I love her I I, I've been talking about this for years and now I'm like it's game time good for you we're ready to go yeah and you're in a good space it feels extremely overwhelming and my depression creeps in and my anxiety creeps in and Literally, I had a mental breakdown a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going into a psychosis, I think, right now. Like, I think I'm losing my mind. (laughs) Um, There, it's exciting stuff. It's just about balancing, and this is the whole thing, and I talk about this all the time, about connections and balance. Having deep, meaningful connections in my life and finding balance, finding enough time for mommy time, um, partner time with my partner Evan, you know, personal development, self-care, and then business, and and looking at the whole picture and trying to go, okay, I need a little bit more time here. I need a little bit less time here, and that is really hard. Oh, balance is hard for all of us. I'm sorry, I, what's balance? <laughs> <laughs> Point B. Huh? No, but seriously, like, I appreciate that you say that because I also have had to learn so much, and I realize part of my postpartum depression was because I wasn't balancing and I was putting so much pressure on myself to do so much that I was like, Oh my God, but I'm like this new person. Like I've almost been reborn now that I've had my daughter and I'm trying to figure out how everything fits and how everything works. And some things are going to hit the wayside and some things do have to shift and priorities do have to change. Oh, yeah. And sometimes 
you don't even realize that. And so yeah. I appreciate that you talk about that because again, for me, looking at social media and different moms that I follow that I've had to unfollow, I would be like, they don't show that. They don't show that there's balance. They just show that they're just living that quote unquote best life. And that best life exhausts me. Yeah. And I mean, for some people, okay. So I have a friend who has, I think five kids. And she does it somehow. What? And it's just like Good really, for her. I mean, she goals. has a nanny, but like she's really attentive to those kids' lives and is happy and like seems to have very easy pregnancies and very easy deliveries. Like has delivers at her. home with a midwife in under wow. two hours each birth. I mean, it's just like uh, I'm very so there, there are. I mean, there's a broad spectrum of moms, um, and so. Well, that may be her experience. It's not my experience. And I'm not going to allow myself to fall into a place of, you know, what's the saying? Comparison is a thief of all joy. It really is. Like, it I just, guess. it rips away every bit of my joy and well-being. And it makes me feel so much less than. And and it it just, it's, it's. Lulu agrees. It, <laughs> she does. You know, it's pointless. And so, yeah, I've had to unfollow a number of people, too, because I'm like, this is actually making me feel worse yeah. than better. And I I also need to just stop scrolling through Instagram because who cares what anyone else is doing? I know, but it's kind of like this addiction, though, because, like, we all do it. Like, we all just yeah. scroll. Like, look at what happened when the Instagram outage happened the other day. Everybody lost their mind. Oh, I lost my mind. I- <laughs> I didn't know I like, I can't what to do in myself. <laughs> no, people were saying, don't post. It's going to mess up your engagement. Like, I was in line at Rite Aid, and people were talking about Oh, it. yeah, everyone was talking like, about it. People were calling me because, like, you know, since I'm always on social media, they're like, hey, is yours working? Hey, what's going on? And I was like, honestly, I don't know what's happening, but everything is down. Like, I literally went to Twitter, and it was hysterical because Twitter had this, like, major engagement spike because everybody was like, hey, what's happening? And I literally was tweeting all day, and I'm like, I haven't tweeted and like, I don't like, yeah. I tweet once a week just to say hi. No, you but, like, more than that. No. No, you promote because you promote well, the podcast. podcast but and I don't like actually you. genuinely like tweet conversations yeah. and I'm no, I don't want to talk conversations anyone. I was doing like Twitter game I was like hey guys let's play a game what do you want to know about what? me for the next 10 minutes and I had all people tweeting back at me and I was like this is fun but like I'm never on here like, you know yeah. what I mean it was like so everybody lost their mind but to the point of like the scrolling we don't realize sometimes how captivated and how, how toxic, toxic it, is. it is and how like just our lives yeah. revolve around our phones and around social media. And so it's, again, going back to your whole balances and connections, it's balances so important. spending more time outdoors. Like, I really feel like if you want to heal your nervous system, your body, your mental health, everything, get outdoors. Don't go into a big gym with a billion other people <laughs> sitting on their, you know, air phone. On their Instagram. Their AirPods. <laughs> AirPods. Right. Walking on a treadmill, treadmill. It's like, get outside in nature it will change your life. Mm-hmm. You know, get your feet into the soil, feel the sun on your face. It's a game changer. And I really feel like I've been dealing with seasonal depression because we've had oh, it's nonstop. Been, oh, like, I have it's the been worst. like New York weather. I, all, here, all season here in yeah. California. I bought real. three jackets. Yeah. Three <laughs> it's really, today the wind is so strong. I tried to open the door in my big old truck and like the door was like pressing up against me. I'm like, just get open. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah. I know. The struggle is real. It has been, like, crazy windy. Like, crazy windy, crazy rainy. Like, we've had so much rain. I actually said to Justin last night, I was like, so are we out of the drought yet? Because we've had so much rain. I'm sure we are for, like, the next 25 yeah. years. It's, the, it's just, I think, the very, very, very bottom of California, their reservoirs still aren't filled. But, like, all Everybody else yeah. is filled up. Yeah. good. No, it's so, I felt so, like, 
I always feel lost during like, I don't know if it's daylight, whatever it is, fall back. I don't know what it's technically spring called. Forward. Spring forward. No, oh, spring forward is good. Even though I always no, feel out of sorts. for what is that? Yeah, no, because you have more now, daylight. Right? No, yeah, but, but it's bad for one now. day. Oh my God, Amelia would not well, go to sleep. Okay. I was like, help. You're not a mom. <laughs> okay. Bad like, for one day. I'm like, this fucks up my whole week. Oh, I'm, I'm tired. tired. I know, Amelia, a couple came No, I was tired. Why don't I want to go to sleep? And I'm like, oh, because you're so off. Just go to bed. Like, yeah. It's still sunny out, mom. I'm like, yeah, but it's 745. It's bedtime. Shade store. Shade store. They'll make them for you in ten days and they'll do custom. Yeah. This is my plug for the shades. (laughs) (laughs) They've not paid me to say. Are you an influencer? No. Uh, no, but I had like a flip. phone call with their, their, no, I'm writing an article about that. So no, we really should and I'm like, that sounds so good. I'm like, I'm thinking of getting one actually for my bedroom. So, but Amelia has backup shades and that's why she sleeps at all hours. It's the best ever. I'm like, yeah. I need them for my room. No, but they make like really nice ones. Oh yeah. No, I'm sure. Amelia's so nice. And no, I know. No, I know. But like, they make like gorgeous ones. I'm like obsessed. Apparently. You I, should be there. <laughs> I write about interior design. It's like. Like, I know I'm you're paid new, to but the you're plugging them. You blackout really should. Burden. You should send them this clip. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I was going to say probably well. <laughs> Um, but no, I always feel off for a week and then I'm like, oh, it's sunny later. Like I'm, which is nice. Yeah. But it's all of the transitions kind of suck once you're totally. Uh, yeah. Oh no. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not right. So I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> it while I can. You're going to bask in it. Yeah. But you. you know what though, with like comparing yourself, is it weird that I'm always like, cause I know everything is fake and I'm like, what filter are they using? What preset are they using? What program did they use to edit? Like, I'm like, I know you don't look like that. And I want to like, that's my thing. It's like, what did you do to get this amazing picture? Yeah. I, I mean, I would like to think that I look pretty damn close to what I look like. On no, you yeah, look amazing. You're beautiful. Um, no, you're, you're, <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you my secret. My, um, very amazing, <laughs> <laughs> nurse over at Dr. Kennedy's office who <laughs> gives me like lasers and Botox and fillers and thank you Carla <laughs> Carla at Dr. Kennedy's office no I mean I, it is it, it again that comparison thing is just brutal and and I'm so honest and I, I am with all of my followers. I'm like, listen, do not compare yourself to me. I've had a tummy tuck, a breath lift. <laughs> I've had um, my lips done, Botox. I mean, it's just like you can't. But at least you're transparent about it. And more people should be. I yeah, mean, I know. Isn't it I funny totally how people agree. are like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, like dude, yeah, dude, yes, you yes, did. You did. Like, like, I just saw you. Kim Zolciak, those like, aren't your lips. Right. It's your yeah. vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like, just own it. If you're going to yeah. do it, just own it. I mean, look at the Kardashian pictures from, like, 12 years ago. Oh, my God. How funny are they now? I mean, they definitely. Oh, they literally look like different people. Yeah. But why wouldn't you? No shame in that game. No, totally. I mean, look at. Who's the one I like? The one I like is Courtney, and she's mm-hmm. almost forty or is forty. And yeah, I'm like, she looks amazing. Girl. She's 40. I know. Yeah, she's Who 40. Is your she doctor? looks amazing. Yeah, I think Kim turns like forty this year. Stop. Too. I think she's maybe forty. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know their ages. All I know Close. is that yeah. um, I'm looking at them and going. Damn, like, I want to know who your doctor is. I'm like, with you. Who's doing all that stuff? Let me tell you. I can find out. I'm like, I, I said to Amanda, I was like, I, like I, I'm like, i enjoying nursing and breastfeeding, so like, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon because I'm like in, actually enjoying it in a rhythm. But when I first wasn't enjoying it, it was really hard. I was like, frick this. I'm stopping this so I can do Botox and fillers again. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But now I'm like, 
oh, whatever, I'm using as many creams as I can and trying to tighten my skin. And when eventually I can, then I'll do it again. But I'm trying to embrace my natural beauty for now. Girl, believe me, you'll be fine. And you do a couple yeah. laser sessions, you'll be back to normal. <laughs> Thank you. You'll be fine. You know, and I, and I know that that's so shallow and it really... No, but it's not let's shallow, be it's real. real. Let's like, yeah. that. I mean... It's just real. We're all thinking whole, it, so let's like, just say it. I get the whole, like, let's just all the beauty system and age gracefully oh. and grow out our armpit hair and it's like wow I can respect your decision to do that like that will not be mine and I hope yeah. that you can respect right. mine too exactly as, you know it's like I'm doing this I think it's all intention like are you doing it for other people or are you doing it for you I agree with you I do it for me right you I like feel the good way about, yes my body looks yeah you know, and this is how I feel sexiest. So absolutely. Um, so freaking it. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> this like, is you, like you don't, don't stop apologizing. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's like, like, wait, that's like the whole book is like this. It's like stop caring about what other people, people think. think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that literally. I read Brene Brown's book. I talk about her all the time. I know, but her <laughs> book. I thought it was just me. Which but it one? Isn't, and she okay. talks about shame. And oh, that's what you had me. I want to read it. That's what you had me read. And I dropped all that shame, all that shame from the bling ring, all that shame from my reality show, all that shame from my addiction. And now I feel more free than I've ever felt in my entire life. And I'm like, you know what? Why the fuck? I'm just me. Yep. I'm just me doing the best I can. Another human being in this crazy world trying to help people to the best of my ability and be a good mom. And yeah. that's it. And it's like, and and I'm unapologetically me. I don't care. I love being authentic. I would talk about anything now. Yeah, where right. back then I felt like I had to be so censored and so right. perfect all the time. And I yeah. couldn't say. Stay in know, a certain now, box. Yeah, and yeah. Not doing it anymore. No, Don't good care. for you. That's okay. where I want to be. Now I want to read that book. Oh, because she had me read it. It's, I, it's amazing. I have like a million Audible credits because I keep forgetting to cancel. Oh, Audible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll love it. They're like, cancel your Audible. I'll send you 15 books right now. They'll change your life. <laughs> no, send them to me. They're like, you, they're like, you can't have any more credits. You need to download books. Like I got an email yeah. from them today. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you like 15 books. No, I said. love that. Because <laughs> no, it's so important. Like I think that when you stop caring about what other people think it's so it is freeing and I'm not perfectly there yet but I think I'm so much more there than I used to be but there's no such thing as like perfectly there like that's another thing too like it doesn't exist the perfect parent doesn't exist the perfect nope. human doesn't exist like we are all flawed human beings period period no, oh, no That's one's perfect. Right. Except for maybe Rachel Hollis. She is, like, pretty close. <laughs> I don't know. I'm obsessed with her. with her bugs me, too. I mean, yeah. she's probably, I don't know her I'm, I'm with on you. the LGBTQ yeah. community, but she's very religious, and she probably has some thoughts about that that right. are not in alignment with mine. So there yeah, you go. exactly. There you there go. You, okay, true. Me, so there you go. Fuck like, you, Rachel Hollis. <laughs> Fuck you. Love well, Alexis. I love her books. No. I think yeah. they're amazing. No, and as someone real. who identifies something, yeah. as a follower of Jesus and not the white Jesus, the brown Jesus, the real Jesus, <laughs> the radical Jesus, <laughs> who like really wanted to help people um, and wasn't, you know, what Western culture has made him into be. But, you know, as somebody who, who is also a follower of Jesus, I love her books. And I think her book is amazing. And Girl, Wash Your Face was it's like, it changed. Same. It was great. Yeah, life it changing. was amazing. Life changing. Yeah, it's just nobody. No, nobody's perfect. Nobody's Period. Perfect. And, and again, like, 
when you think that way and you release all that and you say that, then all of a sudden you can be like, like I had to have those moments being a new mom, being like, you know what, even if that's what those moms are showing on social media, there is no way that they're all perfect. And I have to release that so I can tell myself, like, I am doing the best job I can do. And like, I am being a good mom and I'm working as much as I can. I'm being, you know, in my household now, like I was never present in my household and now I am. And like, I'm more present in my relationship with Justin, like all these things that I'm working on that, like I, again, used to hold shame for and things that I couldn't balance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to look at yourself and say, I am doing the best damn job that I can. Yeah. Period. And then it's okay to have a mental breakdown once a week. Oh, absolutely. I oh, I have many, in my car. Once a week is like yeah. probably a good amount. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like that's about right. I caught myself in the tub. I got in the tub and I relaxed yeah. and then I realized all of a sudden I was bawling and I was like, okay, here's my breakdown. Yeah. And you know what? Because when we're in the dirt, that's where the growth happens. Right. right? Like right. if everything was perfect all the fucking time, then we would never grow. You, we would no, just you don't. You just stay the same. Yeah. I yeah. think it's weird when everything goes really, like I'm like, oh no, oh no. Something's are going. But yeah. you know what? though it's it's true though it it is how you grow or from challenges and like I look back at challenges I have and I'm sure you do too where you're like you can be grateful that something happened even though it was painful because it made you who you are it made you a better person was the best thing that ever happened to me that was the worst day of my life and it was the very best thing that ever happened to me and um you know obviously I feel horrendous for everybody that was affected by that situation um but I hope you know that because of that I've been literally able to help thousands of people because of that horrendous situation so it's like sometimes things happen and we think it can't get worse and this is the worst thing that ever happened to me and those are the moments for like the most profound like when I was able to release it was almost like I shed like my whole body. Like, like that's how much weight felt like it like fell off. Of I believe that. It's like dry that. brushing. Yeah. <laughs> For your <laughs> soul. <better>. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have those moments and like going to jail was the very best thing that happened to me. And, and had I not had that experience, I probably wouldn't be alive today. And I really know that to be true. So, I mean, there you have it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's a matter of perspective and it's a matter of willingness to shift and change and and grow and grow. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's so important to talk about because again, when you stay in that comfort zone and you just stay in this box where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm safe here. Okay. Maybe you are quote unquote safe, but like, are you really? Because you're not growing. Nothing's changing. You're not progressing. You're not moving forward. You're not moving backward, but you're definitely not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you don't come to that in your own mind and realize, okay, I have to let myself fall. I have to let myself grow. It's like, it's, it's a part of life. It's just, you know, there's tragedy and there's, you know, triumphs and there's everything in between. And it's like, you said for you going to jail was that pinnacle moment. Like, and And I've had many, that was just kind of like the beginning. And obviously like, being basically raped at age four that was not the best thing that ever happened to me like that sexual trauma oh, right. was like the Horrible. was horrendous yeah there was a there's a line between learning consequences of your actions and dealing with stuff and well that's one true, of the most horrific things that could happen to a person yeah, that's a true but even in that i i now have so much more compassion for people in a way that i didn't before you know Mm -hmm. and and so these traumatic and painful things happen and and hopefully the end result is that instead of hardening your heart towards life that you're able to face it 
and to acknowledge it and to move forward. I mean, I think that's the goal, right? Right. We live in a world where the majority of people walk around with masks on and their hearts are hard Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they, it's a dog eat dog world out there. And it's like, how can we be more compassionate, caring, gentle human beings towards each other, towards ourselves and towards our planet? I mean, that's really my purpose. Mm -hmm. No, and I love that. And I think, I think it's true, but it's like, how can you bring that compassion? And and a lot of people do, they get sour over things. And I've had those conversations like, because I am, you know, a social media influencer and people message me, I take my influencer work very seriously. And I feel like, you know, like you, when I'm putting content out there, I'm trying to provide some kind of something to someone. Like you take away something where you're inspired or you're educated or you have a laugh or something. And I'll have people message me and be like, hey, how do you stay positive all the time? Like in my DMs and I'm like, I'm not, positive all the time like I know in most of my photos I'm smiling and I am a very smiley person and that is my personality but like this this is a person who went through postpartum depression this is a person who you know went through a lot when I was in high school someone who's been bullied several times like you know I don't necessarily show all of that but I try to be as real as I can be about that and I had a girl mess me the other day and say to me thank you for sharing that because I'm having a really hard time in high school right now and it like broke my heart because I was like I was literally sitting there crying because I'm like I felt for her what I was feeling in high school and what I was being done to me and being bullied and I was like it does get better you will get past it it seems like right now it's only this small world but I promise you 12 to 18 year old yeah your life in high school does not minuscule nothing it's like nothing Nothing. like you're gonna go off and have a big beautiful life and find real girlfriends that care about you and build your own tribe and and be successful be successful and mm-hmm. all of that and 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 that's exactly what I said that. to this girl oh yeah. just know that I, I know it's so it's it was so heartbreaking hard. and it I starts was... in kindergarten my oh, daughter's that makes dealing me, with it that makes me so in sad yeah why she comes home crying oh so said she didn't like my sweatshirt and so-and-so said I can't oh. have a boyfriend and girlfriend with Braxton it's <laughs> blah blah you know whatever it is and right and oh, so in this day and age to, I know. I know, to raise, um, you want, I want my daughter to be kind and compassionate and inclusive, but I also have to teach her how to be resilient. Mm-hmm. And so it's really hard. And we do a lot of role playing back and forth where it's like, okay, so she says this and then I say this and I'm you and she's her. So we go through and then we switch the, res- the roles and we do this, you know, that's know, so smart. It's very it's smart. Freaking, it's hard work, but yeah. um, but I think it's important, you know. Um, and like, to realize that even though she's five, I have such high expectations of her. Sometimes I'm like, wait, she's five. She's not twenty nine. Yeah, she's five years old. Her brain is she not fully developed. So no, not even. And and honestly, their prefrontal cortexes, which are responsible for all of your decision-making and reasoning don't even begin to develop until 10. Wow. Oh, and God. they don't continue to develop. They continue until 25. Wow. So it's like we expect so much out of these little tiny kids. And they're not even there they're yet. They're not there yet. Yeah. And so it's really hard. Um, there's a great book on it called Queen Bees and Wannabes. If you're a mom of a girl, I highly suggest that. Book. Wait, that's I'll what Mean Girls was it. based on. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's a great book. Fun wow. fact. 
I'm impressed that you know that. Yeah, for someone who doesn't read. I know. I know, I'm impressed no, that you know I that. Read. I know, but like that's oh, impressive. Do. No, she reads, but oh. like you do more audible you nowadays. I, I do yeah. more audible. Yeah. Understandable. It's a busy yeah. world. <laughs> I did I audible like every day. Yeah. I mean, I listen to like Howard Stern, Audible, and CNN. There you go. In my car. <laughs> and occasionally I rock out to like, you know, some good music. Yeah, but of course. Really, I use that time to like audible. Yeah. I love it. I love being alone in the car sometimes. It's so funny because, like, this is, like, almost an hour from where I live. And, like, I don't always, like, this is a situation because my partner has a child. And I'm not, no, I'm not complaining. No, it's I just, know. It's just it, what it is. It is it what is, it is. What it is and it's yeah. what I signed up for. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to drive. But then I'm like, but I get, like, this and look, like, I don't bubble. have a kid, yeah. but I have like a little bit of me time where yeah. I just don't like, no I hubby, won't no do calls yeah. and I'll just like listen to a podcast or a book and it's just, it's so nice. Yeah. Also, there's not too much traffic coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you take, like, yeah. No, I find the car very therapeutic minus when Amelia is in it. Like, if I, if, like Justin's watching her and I can just go do like anything, I'm like, what do you need? I can go to the grocery store. I'll just drive. I'll just get yeah. in the car. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a mom break. It's like, should I go to Target or should right. you go to Target? I think I'm going to retire. Exactly. $500 later. Exactly. Stroll around. Exactly. Just walk around. Doing nothing. Exactly. I know Justin will text me. He's like, you're doing good? I'm good. See you in a few hours. Bye. Exactly. No, but I know what you mean with the car. Like it's, it is. It can be therapeutic, and it's nice, and especially when it's nice weather, and you kind of put the windows down, just like put the wind hit your hair, just like you know, it just like feels good, and you're like listening to music, listening to podcasts, like you're just like in your own zone. You're like, yeah, all right, what am I getting out of today? I'm a podcaster who just started listening to podcasts. That's so weird. Wait, really? That's hilarious. And honestly, it was Evan, my husband, who was like, you know, you should do a podcast. For probably over a year, and then finally, I was like, "Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Just get off my back." Um, He's right though, and it's been great. But yeah, I'm. I'm. It, I'll take. I'll give you my audible suggestions, and then you give me your podcast. Yeah, man. Oh has my god, really I'm podcast. so well because like I work from home. I don't have a kid, and I need background <laughs> noise. So like. I have, I do listen to a lot. Like, yeah, you do. I probably listen to more hours of it than I watch TV. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I need to do more of that because. Amanda got me into podcasts. Like when she was talking to me about wanting to start hours and I was like, Amanda, I can't even think about starting a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not even in this world. I've listened to like two and she was like, I'm going to send you like. 10 really good ones to listen to and then think about us doing And then one. listen to different episodes. Yeah, and then I started, like, listening and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Oh, I'm really getting a lot out of this. And then I was like, all right, we can do ours. I was like, oh, what do I do? She's like, just show up. I will yeah. do the rest. <laughs> and thank God she's, like, you know, smart like that. And so I was like, okay, I'll just show up. And now I was like, way more involved. But in the beginning, it was like, no, I knew was... nothing. Like, I was clueless. I was like, so how does this work? I just talk and she was like, yeah, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> I love it because you can really affect people. Actually, someone I went to college with, I had... Um, um, dinner with her this week and she was talking about all these because she hi Jane so <laughs> there are like all these things that she's followed like she got her skincare routine from listening yeah, to us and I'm it. like yep. and it like really was like a game changer for yeah. her and I'm like oh my god I, know, I like awesome. I know I did something yeah. right yeah. like having good skin is important yes, because I'm vain and, um, you know, and then your skin is your largest organism it is yeah. she taught me that <laughs> you didn't know that no. did you not pay attention in high school science? no I didn't pay attention in high school I had a lot of cute boys in that class yeah. <laughs> maybe I should be grateful my parents sent me to an all girls <laughs> yeah I yeah. definitely did not from like the age of like 15 to like graduation sorry mom and dad 
I just was like all into boys. Like every boy in my class was just like, oh, I'll just pay attention to you. Like, I remember actually like one of my teachers oh my coming over, Mr. Tamasakis. I remember because he would make me insane. Every day he would like wave his hand in my face like, Allie, Allie, Allison. And I'd be like, oh. And he'd be like, are you paying attention? I'd be like, yeah. What were we just talking about? <laughs> like, I have to, like, look at my book and be like, we're looking at Paige, and he's like, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, every time, I'd just be staring off into the distance of the That's boys. so funny. <laughs> I was totally that daydreamer. It's yeah. terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. That explains so much. I'm I love it. No, it's fine. Like, well, and to go off of that, my parents said that when I was in, like, second or third grade, like, my teacher wrote in my progress report, like, Allie is not here present in class but wherever she is I would like to be <laughs> my parents were like okay I feel like that's such a compliment though yeah. I mean I was happy where I was I don't that, know where I was but... that was me for most of college I was so like uninterested in so many things like we once had to take like a computer science class like I had to I had to fill a requirement and I literally just went to the labs I'm like I'm just not going to listen to the lectures so you know I'm going to sleep in yeah. like it doesn't matter Whatever. I'm not going to be listening anyway and I'm going to barely <laughs> Pass this class, so why bother? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I know. And then we fun. learned so much aimless. Oh, stuff always. In school. I always think about that. I'm like, what did I really? I mean, of course, for me, like fashion stuff with my like major and that stuff, I definitely took away from. But everything else, I'm like, what do I use it for? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. Pie and all that. I don't. Like, if I, mean, yeah, I, know. Like, I think about random things you're taught. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What do I? Why didn't I learn how to do my taxes? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Manage a bank account. Or manage my finances. Oh like, my God. I know. Like the struggle is real. Yeah, I know. Like Justin wants to strangle me because he's a production accountant, and like he looks at me and he's like, "What did you do?" And I'm like. I thought I organized it, and he's like, your money is all over the place. And I'm like, here you go. You do do it. We actually had classes in, like, middle school where they taught us how to be organized. It didn't help me at all. (laughs) If it makes you feel better, like, I'm like, I can make a to-do list. (laughs) I can make a to-do list. Oh, I can make a million to-do list, and then I can't find half my to-do list. They're lost in my notes, my phone. That's a new thing I'm learning. I can't put everything in my phone because I literally can't find them because I put – so many. many. Yes, yeah, terrible. Get an actual notebook. I now have a manifestation notebook. Do you? And it's sort I of need a to-do to get into list. that. I love that. I need to get yeah. into that. That's a really good idea. I just do it in the morning. I have like a long-term manifestation and a daily manifestation, and I just write the date. So I have the love book. That. I have like a little like a post-it note mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I, I just started this week. Good I've only done it twice, and it's Friday. Okay, but listen, I try. You're trying, yeah. Because I feel like if I write it down, right. even if I don't get to it, it's just putting the idea in my yeah. head that this is what I want to do. Definitely. I do that in the shower. So <laughs> every night that I shower, I go over. <laughs> you shower? I shower every night before bed. I cannot get in the bed dirty. It's like my biggest phobia. Really? Like I cannot get No matter in, what? Okay, I wait. I cannot so get in. I couldn't in. So it's like at a park. Forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. You will go home, home even shower. if you're passed now. Yes. You will get in the shower. I was touching your blood. Your <laughs> Brushing out her hair extension. She was. She was holding like a plus straight out of the amniotic fluid. Yeah, you better believe I shower after birth. I mean, I would get water broken on me. Oh. Like I get so much during it's the nasty ass yeah. yeah. hospital. Like. Ugh. <laughs> Um, so, you know, blood squirting and all that stuff. We go through it a lot as doulas. So, yeah, no, um, you know, whether it's a birth or a concert or a flight and we get home at midnight, I, you can ask my husband to drive some nuts, I get in the shower, I wash my entire body, my face, brush my teeth and get into bed. I can't do it without it. I can't. Wow. I cannot. Right. I don't know how people don't wash their face before going to bed. 
Yeah, I used to do that when I was like eighteen. And oh yeah, same. Skin and yeah, your skin was just like same. Like I could drink for days. And yeah. No, my God, it would see the effects. Yeah, know, same. Yeah, spray some perfume. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Go. I can shower. Here we go. <laughs> <I still laughs> like, whatever. Like, from the night before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have those like little um, like to go kit toothbrushes, and I'd like just rinse. Some water. Oh, the yeah. little, like, the little Colgate. It's, like, yeah, the like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good to party for five weeks at your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Seeing a few, it's just, like, and then I'd be gone in, 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 that, in my own world for a few weeks. But, yeah, it, it was just, I can't, yeah, I have to, I have to shower. And when I'm in the shower every night, I do, I manifest, I go over you know, um, I do like my positive affirmations and, you mm-hmm. know, that's my time to like connect, get quiet. It's probably like the only quiet part of my day. I do meditate, but usually my kids interrupt me. I'm with so you. that's kind of like, I lock Dogs. my door. I'm like, Evan, watch the kids. I'm going to go shower. And, or they're already in bed. And, right. um, that's kind of like my, my quiet time. Yeah. So important. It is. I know I've been meditating every night before I go to bed and I used to do it in the mornings. And then now because Amelia's schedule has switched, it's like impossible for me to do it in the mornings. And I'm like, nope, I'm being interrupted. This is not working. Yeah. So now I do it at night when she's asleep and like the house is quiet and yeah. I can actually like zone in and be like, okay, I can actually get something out of this. Yeah. But for me, I've realized when I meditate almost every day, it changes my whole week. It changes my whole month, like oh, my yeah. whole perspective. Yeah. I mean, just when I pulled up here, mm-hmm. I had a really crazy morning. I volunteer in Harper's class in the morning, and I've got two kids to drop off, and I've got <coughs> two lunches to make, and I've got to get myself ready, and then I... And then barely eat. I barely eat, and <laughs> eat Allie's food at her house, and then, <laughs> and then I've got another appointment after this, and then rush home, and then I've got a birthday party in Culver oh City tonight, so it's just like bam, 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 bam. And I pulled up and I just, just for 45 seconds, closed my eyes, turned off my car, felt the sun on me, took a few deep breaths and was like, okay. Good for you. You know, it's like just those few little pauses are so important. It's like a reset. I feel like we've been all over the place with this. That's no, our but podcast. I think that's good though. It does our podcast. We think our guests at this point are pretty used to that, and we actually—it's funny, actually, that because Amanda won't read our comments, but I do. So I know she, she gets the anxiety, so I do it, and I take the good and the bad and all give that. And so I give her the recap. And so actually, the other day, one of our new comments was that they like that it's more of a girlfriend conversation oh. versus like a an Q&A. interview. Uh-huh. I don't think. You know, some Q and A's are good. Yeah, but I, for certain things, and for some guests, they're good. But I just but feel with like you, it's more. I feel like you get more out of it. Yeah, yeah, and we should get paid from Audible, Target. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, make, the store. Store. make the list. Make the list. Exactly. Skincare. Skincare. Was Carla. Veronica. Mm-hmm. Free Botox. Exactly. <laughs> Nicola, write it. Well, we're gonna invoice all of right. you. Um, invoice is coming. You know what though? I'll tell you what I've what I've learned is that like certain times because I try to meditate and sometimes I'm really good and sometimes I'm awful and now I'm trying to be better. But so like, what's awful in meditation? Because it's all about just the intention. I'll tell you what it is. It used to be able to transcend really quickly and then that animal interrupts me. <laughs> Um, my dog, not like some yeah. person. Um, but no, I used to like go to against the stream when it was against the stream and I, 
Uh, just Google Noah Levine and what's going on with that. I can't no, get into it on this podcast. I, yeah. Yeah, I also have a, own a rehab, so my <laughs> husband owns Aloe. We know all, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to think anymore. I feel very, I don't really have an official opinion on it. Um, but I think overall, it's the whole thing. I can say the whole thing is extremely unfortunate. From I mean, multiple okay. angles. I think if we're going to talk about it, then we have I know. to actually, like, like, give a little yeah, bit let's of give a little He was yeah. accused, but never convicted of, I, was it sexual assault? So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, um, but all I will say is this. Um, what I've found to be true in, in the world of, and I wouldn't classify against the stream or even Buddhism as really a, a refuge, yeah. But as a you know, any of these spiritual paths that you take, there's going to be flawed individuals. Of course, and usually the most flawed are the people at the very top. <laughs> I, that's just my experience. No, no, no. And I'm just laughing because it's true. My experience and 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 it's really unfortunate and 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 it all gets back to balance right like anytime that you're in your extreme in any area of your life that's when your ego can get involved and dangerous stuff can start happening and i don't know the situation um i've heard what i've heard and it's really unfortunate but um you know i don't know if meditation is necessarily even if you have to feel, there's been very few times, I've had some absolutely profound experiences in meditation, but the vast majority of my meditative experiences are just breathing quietly and releasing the stress and noticing the sounds that are going on around me and then coming back to my breath and then noticing what's going on around me and coming back to my breath. I mean, I think there's very few people who quote-unquote, transcend more than that. I think the whole thing is about the intention of, like, I'm going to take care of myself right now, and I'm willing to sit, and I'm willing to be uncomfortable, or I'm willing to deal or face with whatever comes my way right now. And so just yeah. that openness, I mean, that's all that really is. It's just hard because, like, I feel like I used to be. So I went through a really difficult period of my life. Um when I started going to Against the Street, and I used to be able to, it was such like a relief to be able to go. It was near where I lived, mm -hmm. and I would just like really quickly transcend, and it happened so much that I got really used. It's almost like a drug. Mm -hmm. Like you just get used to it, and you're like, oh, I want that. So I'm like chasing this weird like meditation where I'm like, it's never going to be as good as it was, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's so annoying because it really, but I do try to just sit there and breathe, I do try to just, like, even if it's a few seconds, I don't even put a timer on. I'm like, okay, whatever I'm doing can wait one minute or however long this is going to take, and I'm going to sit here, going to close my eyes and breathe. But it's so, it's just, like, it's hard. It's really, really hard for yeah. me. Well, and I shouldn't judge hard, my meditation. Period. Yeah. I but, mean, and it's harder to do at home. That's the other thing, too. I never was good at doing it at home. But if I would go someplace, like, I'm going to go here and meditate, I would, ugh. Yeah. It's so, it's like a mental thing and it's like I'm trying to get in the zone or really out of the zone mm -hmm. and I just can't, like my brain just doesn't do it anymore or it takes 40 minutes and it's a 50 minute class. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't I'm so, I know like you shouldn't judge yourself, but. I mean, I think it goes back to like the intention and this is what I'm going to try to do for myself and setting that and then, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging the fact that we're all going to fall short. And that, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. And I think the fact that you even 
make time to do it. Like I tell myself, even if I don't actually do it, like yesterday, I planned on doing it yesterday morning and then Amelia was like all over the place and I was like, well, that's not happening. But then I made myself make time last night to do it and I felt like, okay, I at least did it today. I didn't do it when I wanted to do it, but I still got it done. So the fact I think that you make time and you write it down and you're trying to create that space is like what Alexis was saying, like you're creating that intention and that's gonna continue to like fuel you to really be better about actually meditating and finding that space where you feel like you connect. Yeah, it's just, and I'll tell you though, this part of it in the scandal like kind of soured a I, lot of things yes, for me. It can do that, and it's so Shut unfortunate. It's, it, it, it does, and but that's the thing too. It's like when there are leaders in spiritual movements, it becomes really dangerous. And that's what my whole thing is. It's like, be your own leader. Like, be right. your Lead own yourself. leader. Like, yeah. what he had in him and what Buddha had in him and what Jesus had in him and what Mother Teresa had in her and all of these huge spiritual... I mean, look at Gandhi. He was, like, a predator. I mean, like... Yeah. I, I didn't know he was a predator flawed. right now. I have to Wikipedia yes. this. Everybody's flawed. Yeah. And so... What, but my point is, is that that innate truth and that innate being and, and all of that is already inside of you. You just have to tap into it. You know, like that God conscious, that universe, that higher something that's already, it's already within you. Like it, you're being like, it's longing for that. It's not longing for a Noah Levine or a Buddha or a Jesus or whomever. It's longing to know you and have a relationship with you and it's already there. And I think, so I had a really profound spiritual experience when Harper was 18 months old and I was on the verge of like suicide. I was dealing with horrendous postpartum depression, anxiety. I was having 10 panic attacks a day. Oh God. It was horrible. And I, um, started doing the book by Marion Williamson, who's also running for president right now, which is really a trip to me. But <laughs> she has this book, it's bizarre. 365 Days of Prayer and Meditation, and it's called The Course in Miracles. I was a couple months in, a couple months in of daily meditation, and I was not hearing anything, like, or having any experience other than I was reading the pages and doing the meditation. And a couple months in, all of a sudden, I was meditating and I heard, it wasn't outside of me, it was inside of me and it was like this roaring voice. Like wow. it was, it like shook, like my whole body was shaking wow. and it said, listen to my voice. And I was like, okay, listening. I'd never had anything like that in my meditations. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've had thoughts and I'm like, okay, let the thought go. Like, you know, right. doing all yeah. of that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm listening. And then I'm quiet for another couple of minutes. And then it said, listen. So first it said, listen for my voice. And then it said, listen to my voice. And I was I was like, okay, I'm listening. And at this point, tears are coming down my face. And everything got really quiet. Like, you know when you have those really nice moments that are sometimes 30 seconds, but sometimes a couple of minutes long where mm -hmm. you're not thinking at all? Yep. And literally I heard this, like, from my chest center, like, open and heat was like pouring wow. in and it and it said I am your father and you are my daughter and we are one and I was like whoa Holy I'm gonna cry that's shit. amazing like, wow it, 
And I think for me, because I had a really absent father, like that's what I need to hear. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be masculine or feminine. But I think that because I spent my whole life longing for that father who would embrace me and care for me and, and protect me and I never had that, like I realized that that's been there all along and that it's not separate from me and it's something that's inside of me and there's something... I feel like with the life that I've had and with how many close calls I've had with between addiction and jail and getting out and all of the trauma that I've been through in my life and I've had guns pulled on me, I've had blood clots, I've had so many things where I've had close calls and there's always been there something there for me and that's not luck, you know? Mm-hmm. Something that like recognizes that I have a purpose here, you know, and that and that it's important. Yeah. And, that's amazing. And so I've had profound moments like that and and you know they can be like that for anybody though and I just I think it is really important that when we're constantly seeking and viewing people as higher up priests or religious leaders or teachers or philosophers or whomever you know it's like they're not they're not, they're not the end all. They're mm-hmm. not, you know what yep. I mean? And yep. it's, oh, so, yeah. it's so hard because, especially in AA too, we get sponsors, right? right? And like we rely on them for like everything. And what we need to do is we need to learn to rely on ourselves. We need to learn it's to rely true. on ourselves. Right. And I think that that's so important because so often people are seeking all the time. They are. And they're and, looking for someone else to look yeah, to. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like, and it's right there. The whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, and I noticed this in your birth. So I was at Ali's birth as her doula. And I think one of the things that um, I hope you walked away with was the um, empowerment of, of making all of the decisions. Like, even though your body and your baby weren't not alive. Behaving, <laughs> behaving the way that you wanted her to mm-hmm. or it to mm-hmm. I hope that you still felt in control I mean it's hard to feel in control is maybe not the right word but I feel like you were able to tap into that you know where it's like all that I need is right here right you know mm-hmm. all that I need is right here I think I have it all now right and I'm so proud of you because it, it was so, it was hard for her to, after like 40 hours of labor, to even get an epidural, you know, because she's wanted. like, no, I'm fine. I'm doing this. And it's like, Allie, sometimes we need like a little help here, babe. Like, <laughs> you did not, I know you had like such a birth plan and I you did. were so And Alexis intense. told me from the get-go, like, it's not a plan. It's not a plan. It's a strategy. Don't use the word plan. I had to like really, I had to really like let go of that and really still say to myself, yeah. it's a strategy. But it was, yeah, it was really hard for me. Yeah. Because in my mind, preference, yeah. In my mind, it was like, yeah, this is how it was going to go. And I mean, yeah. And that's, I tell Justin all the time, like, because he's like, oh, it was just to be our duel again. But it's like, it's true. It's like you empowered me so much when I was going through all that between, you know, when I started laboring to when we went from the birth center to the hospital and all the craziness that went on between the one reason I stayed sane and Justin and I both felt like so aligned during all this because we did feel that empowerment. We Mm -hmm. felt like 
we were making the decisions. We felt like we knew, you know, even if things weren't going right, we felt like, okay, but we made this decision and then that decision didn't work out. So now we have to make this decision. But and that's was, always my goal as a doula is not to be like some savior, right. but in order to empower people to save themselves and to make those calls, you right. know? And I think that that's so important um, because motherhood is all about mm -hmm. intuition yeah. and if you're not empowered to follow that intuition into your birthing process it really hinders you're right, you being does. able to follow that intuition when you're having mastitis right. or a breastfeeding issue right. or whatever or, or whatever you have that to trust connection in yourself. with your baby yeah, yeah. you have to and it's mm -hmm. like and you're not going to if everybody's making calls and decisions for you and that's why I really appreciate and and not to say that those hard calls don't have to be made because they did i mean robin oh, had yeah. to make that hard call yep, if we need to transfer to the hospital oh yeah and, and i that, didn't want to get out of the child and, she didn't, and, yeah. and it was mm -hmm. hard was it was hard. the right call to make though mm -hmm. um but i hope you know but she was always like i think it, what do you think about this and and Dr. Poliakin, who was extremely patient with us and who was just kind of like, well, I'm going to let you make the decision if he you did. want to have a C-section mm -hmm. or not, which very few doctors. I know. I thank him for that. Very, mm -hmm. very few doctors would, Give they would have just been like, nope, I'm calling this. And no, he was really, you know, and the nurse and staff and everybody, everybody, it was really, as much as it was chaos. Yeah, it was chaos. Um... We and which birth is often. Yes. I hope you felt empowered and um and I saw that. I mean, just comparing my birthing experience and my C section was not there was no it was like, Nope, you've lost all rights to your body and That's all control awful. to your baby and you're gonna have a C section right now and basically I was so loaded within the first ten minutes from right. all the drugs they gave me and I don't remember the first hours with yeah. my baby and it's like yeah, so I think that that's so important. I don't really? know how we got there. Oh, but oh, that that thing is already inside of you. you yeah, know, no, but you're right. That it is. All of it is is just a willingness to like and to tap into it. And you're right. And it was it's so true because like when I was going through all that, I did keep tapping in. And like and and I think that's why also like in the beginning for me, why I wanted a water birth is because for me. That's where I felt the most connected to my body and to my, you know, daughter who wasn't born yet. When I was walked like, into the house, I'm like, where's Allie? He's like, she's in the tub. I'm like, she's in the tub. Okay. You were, <laughs> like, in the bathtub bath. for nine months. Yeah, she <laughs> was. was. And then into the shower and then back into yep, the tub and then downstairs. But then she wanted to get into the tub. I'm like, okay. Well, I was like, okay, you're done with the tub now. <laughs> I wanted to go, go walk around. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true like I because yeah. I I did I felt that empowerment and I felt that you know within me but it, it is true like no matter what you're going through you have to trust that intuition I appreciate you saying that because I had to trust mine with so many things like when I became a new mom so much shifted for me so quickly and like I couldn't even express half of it to you in the beginning when everything was going on and you were checking on me like I couldn't even get my emotions out. I couldn't even, you know, say what, what I was feeling or where I was at and nobody understood. And I finally had to like sit there and look at myself and be like, okay, stop involving everyone outside. Mm -hmm. What's going on with you? And I remember I told you from the beginning, don't have anybody at your house until yep. your baby's six weeks old. I know. I remember. I know. Don't. I know. I'm, I'm telling all of you listeners. Yeah. You will need help. Get help from people who come and go. <laughs> and who really want to help, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and who, who, you know, aren't going to make comments about your choices. And I, I think that that's so important because 
it's like, okay, so I birthed this baby, I'm exhausted, and I'm looking at this baby, and it's like, well, what do I do with you? Yeah. You know, and Uh they're so needy, and they rely on you so much, so so you're transitioning into this period of motherhood, and it's like, all of those other little distractions are just that, they're distractions Mm -hmm. from you being able to tap into that innate knowledge that's kind of like downloaded it is into you right once you have them and hold them the first time you're like and all of a sudden yeah yeah it's so true that you don't need help occasionally you might need to see a lactation consultant or whatever it might be but it's like we have to be so strategic about what that helps. keep your in-laws away Um, (laughs) i think that's what you're trying to say yeah like all family yeah i mean and it's like they it's very true and and justin and i've had that conversation and it's like they all need to come from a good place because they're so excited they want to be in everything and everything but it's like again it is those distractions and it is hard. And especially when you are someone who wants to nurse and you're having trouble, you don't realize how much of those distractions and then their conversations and then, yeah. oh, it's fine. You can just do formula. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with formula, but that's not where I'm yeah, at. I don't and I, I don't right need to hear that right now. I'm yeah. trying to stay in the zone yes. to be able. And I'm so thankful like for you and, and Robin and the lactation team of Goldilocks because they were able to help me, you know, within three weeks to get Amelia to like fully latch. And then finally, even though it was still hard for a few months, I was finally able to get in a rhythm. And I remember so many times being like, I'm just going to give up. I know why people give up now. I'm just going to give up. And now I'm like, we've been going for almost a year. And I'm like, this is, I don't want to say the easiest thing, but now it's so natural. And it's so, it's just second nature. And I'm so thankful that I stuck with it and I did it. But I feel like I really did tap into that intuition to be like, no, I can do this. And it's hard, but I can persevere and I can figure it out. And I need to stop listening to the distractions. So you're right. No matter what you're going through in life, you have to trust in yourself. You have to... And to recognize that, especially with your first baby, you're only going to get those first newborn six weeks once. Mm -hmm. Once you have a second baby, you don't get it. You don't get to just lay in bed for hours with a toddler. Yeah, you got to run around after them. My daughter's school phone. Oh, okay, take it. It's okay. Oh my God, I feel terrible. No, it's fine. No, 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 we'll we'll pause. So it's official. (laughs) Alexis's daughter has a rash. Yeah, that was the the school calling. I'm like, um, she's had that for like three weeks. Wait to be on top of it. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Yeah, she's allergic to amoxicillin. We found out. Oh, fun. That's really fun. Oh, especially because corn and raspberries. But doctors always prescribe amoxicillin. That's going to be so annoying for years to come. Yeah, 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 (laughs) it it is what it is. Yeah, she's fine. And, And and I was saying it's. Your first kid, you're like, oh, my God, a rash. And your second kid, you're like, yeah, she's fine. Well, and I was telling, so funny you say that. I was just telling Justin yesterday, I feel like sometimes I'm so lax with Amelia. I wonder why I'm like that. Like, even my mom was like, you're so, like, second mom with her, and it's your first baby. And I'm like, I am? She's like, yeah, you're so, like, oh, she fell over. She's fine. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I don't. I just, again, tapping into within, yeah. I just trust her. And, like, obviously, I'm not just, like, a fool or do her own thing, anyone listening. But, like, if Keep I broken glass <laughs> all over the house. But, like, if she no, falls down, I'm like, really hurt. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're good. Yeah. yeah. Like, yesterday, Amelia. young. Right, yeah. yeah. Amelia, like, is starting to stand on her own now. So, yesterday, mm-hmm. she was, like, bouncing. And then she fell over. And she looked at me, and she went, uh, And I was like, you're fine. And then she looked at me, and I was like, okay. And then she went back standing. And I was like, mm-hmm. we're good. It's all good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, kids fall. Like, yeah. it would be terrible if she wasn't trying to walk so she could fall. Then there would be something, yeah, like, true. really wrong. I do have, like, weird things that I know about kids, even no, though I'm not a mom. You're a good auntie. And no, I feel like, like I have, my like, friends with their babies, them. like, I'll go to, like, you know, Jimboree or something with them, and, like, they're so all over them, and I, they're like, she's all the way over there, and I'm like, I can see her. 
Like, she's good. I don't know. I don't get that hover. I don't know. I mean, everyone's different, but I just, it doesn't, it doesn't flow for me. For me, I feel better just trusting and just watching. Hot mom? Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Trust me. It affects them when they're, when you have to eventually send them to preschool and they don't want to leave because they're afraid that mommy's not going to be there. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like I, and I really believe that's what a secure attachment is, that my kids know that I'm always going to come back and that they're okay on their own. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah. you are not to be independent, but you're always yeah. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You're their rock, but they can do it themselves. Yeah. yeah. How to screw up your kid? One on one. You know what's really funny though that I was going to say, which is that like you've been through so much, and like you seem so totally normal and like very wise. No, it's we always though. say that you are very wise though. No. Like you definitely take away from all of your experiences in a good way. No, yeah. you learn from them and you push through them. Like yeah. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's not been, like, an easy thing. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying it is. But, like, you, like, you keep up appearances so well. (laughs) Like, better than I do. Like, amazingly well. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, um, I mean, I hope that people, like I said, like, actually read my content because it's often very raw and vulnerable. Um, And it's just... I think, uh, thank God for therapy that keeps me somewhat sane and, and meditation <laughs> and prayer and um, all of the self-work and self-reflection that I've done uh, is is great. I mean, but I'm human and I definitely have issues. Like, it's, it's not, certainly not easy and it's not, um, and I'm not perfect at it all the time. Like I said, like just a couple weeks ago, I had like a full on, I still don't feel normal after that, right. like mental breakdown. I was like, my whole world is collapsing right now and it feels really stressful. And, um, you know, I don't always have the most positive outlook on life, but I do the best that I can. Right. I do the best that I can. I mean, that's the best you can do. Yeah. And that's really it. And, you know, I'm, I'm just here to be like, real about that mm-hmm. so yeah but thanks i appreciate it i mean like i'll take that as a compliment because i often feel like i'm crumbling and i look at my messy house or the laundry pile you my house or, right now well, but your house looks amazing on instagram by the way it never <laughs> looks messy uh, i'll tell you why one i have a maid that comes three days a week <laughs> <laughs> i hired her recently because i could i was like i can't keep up anymore and for me one thing that I've really noticed is that if my living space is chaotic, then my mind feels chaotic. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm with you. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that, which is why I was telling you when you got mm-hmm. here, like, Justin and I have been going room by room and just, like, cleaning everything out and trying to start yeah. over and, like, kind of doing the whole Marie Kondo yeah. thing. Like, it's true, though. Like, what sparks joy and, like, going through yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And it's, like, necessary yes. because I've realized the same thing. I'm, like... Why am I so chaotic? Because everything is everywhere. That's yes. why I'm so chaotic. And it's so hard, especially when you have little kids. Oh, it's so hard. Um, and so finally I said enough, and I and I hire a maid. And, Good um, for you. And I don't keep a lot. Like, I throw out a lot of stuff. And right. And I don't know. that's part of my problem. I'm like, I just can't keep all of this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I, I mean, that's just kind of one of my tools is when I keep my spaces, like, relatively clean and organized, then my brain and my life seems and feels like a little bit more organized right 
So, and especially with two kids, like the jump from one to two, I'm not going to lie, girl, it's 100% more work. Oh, it's not wow. like just adding oh, sure yeah. into the, you know, oh, it's yeah. 100% more yeah, work. Yeah, this this is better birth control than like arthritis. I know. I mean, every time she's over, she's like, I, I, my I legs are closed for business. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting my legs. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like it's, it is life changing. Like everything shifts and everything changes. And I'm sure like, it's so funny you said that too. Cause the other day I was talking to a mom and she was like, she has three and she was like, she was hard, and then I added a third, and it was like nothing. And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, no, because That's I think I was say, yeah, yeah. I say like, the third is easiest." I'm like, oh, "How?" I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's already chaos, and then the third one just gets toted around, <laughs> like uh, you know, no big deal. That's probably why my brother yeah. Justin is just so like easy and whatever, because he's so used to my parents to chaos of me and Daniel that he was like, "Oh, I'm just the third. I'm throwing in, like yeah. whatever. Here I am." Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. I'm gonna. I sorry. I have to call my doctor because I'm. Hi, where do I get my Siri? Where do I get my tubes tied? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but at the same time, there's so much fun. Like that's the other thing. It's like it's it's all chaos and crazy, but it's amazing. Absolutely. Like and they're. I can't. And I can't imagine life now. Like I talk to Justin all the time. I'm like, I really truly don't remember life without her, and really don't feel like I'm missing anything. Yeah. I mean, when my. Five-year-old looks up at me at the end of the night, and I'm reading stories in bed, and she said, Mom, you're the best mom in the whole world. Oh. And there is nothing better. Or that first, I love you. Yep, or and Mama. Like Coco says like, Mama, to me. She goes, thank you, Mama. I love you. Oh. Like, Just melt me, you know? Oh. And it's like those moments absolutely make all the chaos and all the craziest worth it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are moments where I'm like, I don't want to be a mom right now. I'm with you. Like, I don't. Yep. I think it's not, okay to say that. It is. And more people need to because yep. it's honest. It's it is honest. It's freaking hard. It is. And mom is hard. Um, Momming is hard. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, you know, but the majority of the moments I'm like, oh, I love this. And it's great. I mean, schools definitely made things harder in some ways, but easier in a lot of right. ways. Like Harper going to school for the day and getting all that energy out and running around it's like whoa okay. yeah right Maybe a place for her to have yeah no but it's true and it's true about melting you because Amelia just started being like mama and I'm like oh my god you can say it a hundred times over poop on me pee on me I don't I care. care like mama like okay yeah. as long as they don't vomit on you like <laughs> oh my god. do not vomit on me child do not vomit on me <laughs> my two-year-old had norovirus we ended up in the hospital because she was oh. so lethargic IVs and then I'm like secretly and I know this is so sick I'm like okay I'll catch it this is one I'll catch this <laughs> barf for like five days and lose 10 pounds and I know that's so no it's not disorder horrible top and I know it's like so bad but I'm like this one's one that I'll actually take right you're like this one might add oh, to what I'm trying to do here this is horrible <laughs> but I mean yeah it was brutal and the poor thing so yeah I mean we felt poop in the tub poop in Oh, yeah. against the walls we've had poop everywhere yeah i have everywhere. dogs so i'm used to the poop yeah i mean yeah. it's just everywhere it's like justin said the my dog is the only human that doesn't poop in my house <laughs> i mean the only being i should say not right human, but the only thing that doesn't actually poop in my house it was hilarious no justin said to me last night because he was cleaning out amelia's like you know uh uh, uh what's it uh ob diaper pail or whatever and another sponsor and so and he's like cleaning out and he's like you know i realized my life is shit i clean up her poop i clean that cat's poop i do in my own like oh my god and I'm like, it's kind of true. But I'm like, yeah. it's what you are when you're a parent, right? And you're like, or even yeah. you have animals. It's like, you just, you're in it. It's just, that's what life is. Yeah. But you just learn to 
function. No, no, I, I know. I, you I have I your always, two dogs. I, have, I mean, I mean, they're well behaved, but you still have to deal with their stuff. Yeah, no. I mean, look, I feel like I'm going to be totally prepared to be a mom. I mean, oh, no one is ever totally been, prepared. You've but been through so much with myself, Chanel, and so many other friends of yours that have babies. Like, you're, you're pretty I'm close. not really, <laughs> like, I'm not really worried about it, as weird as it sounds. I just really want to enjoy my time. What, like, I prioritize enjoying time while I don't have a kid. Like, yeah. I was invited on these press trips, and I'm like... And sometimes I'm just like, oh, do I want to go to Vegas? I'm not a Vegas person. And I'm like, Amanda, when you have a kid, you're never going to be able to go to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas next week or in two weeks. For Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. No, No, but it's... it's like, you can. And my husband and I actually take two trips a year by ourselves without our kids. Good for you. And we travel with our kids. And thank God for family. We just went to Mexico in September and then again in January. <laughs> and we do our little getaways. So you can. It's right. just, it's just work. You Does try. your mom love them? Yes. Um, she had a hard time getting into the role of grandma for sure. Um, but she's getting better and I'm really grateful. And when she's with the girls, she's awesome. And Harper is so obsessed with her and it's really cute to watch yeah it's really cute that's sweet yeah i mean i wish his parents were down here because that would make life even easier but that's how i feel i've got a great i've got great help it's it's okay yeah and help is so necessary Mm -hmm. like i i don't realize even just like for like a day sometimes like if i like need it i'm like you know what for a few hours i'm just gonna get it because Mm -hmm. it's like you don't realize you're just in it all day, all night, and yeah. you lose your mind. Like, there if are times where I'm week, like, I'm doing yeah. my shit. Yeah. If once a week, I, I alternate, like, so I'll get my lashes done and do a yoga class. Right. And I'll have a sitter come. Right. You know, so yeah. I can have that little time. A little or me then time. I'll go and do my nails or whatever. Yeah. Once a week, I have to do it. Yeah. It's so I know. Annoying. I'm realizing it more and more. Like, I'm Especially like, I have to block off space. Yeah. Now that I'm, like, in birthday zone. Right. <laughs> my dog said all that the would be Lulu. <laughs> It's not no touching off the toys. Um, so yeah, now that I'm like in birthday land, you know, right. where it's like every weekend there's some kid's birthday. Like, oh, like my daughter yeah. included. That's that sounds like the like. Oh, that just sounds awful. Like we're busy. <laughs> we're not available. Uh, Don't post I on mean, social media every day. I go to a lot of them, but it's like, I'm sorry. If it's every weekend, it's just like, no. Like, yeah. I just don't. No, it's like, there's always something. Justin's at the same time. And why do we invite the whole freaking class? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right, like, we're not friends with the whole class, so why is the whole like, class just, coming? Yeah, I'm like, can we just do something quiet? Harper's about to turn six, which, oh, my God, how is that even possible? She's going to be Aww. six, and I'm like, okay, can we just... Um, uh, have like three friends over at the house <laughs> for a makeover party, like, and that's it. Right. Easy peasy. Easy. I don't want. I don't want to go. Call to, call Glam Squad. Yeah. Invoice them. Invoice them exactly. Invoice. That's so. No, you know what? It's so funny. So I lived. My ex boyfriend had a child, and we lived together, and. She was there like I think three days a week, and he would go on play dates with her, and I'm like why would you do that? Like, I'm like, <laughs> that's time. Like, you don't have to be like a dad, like someone you have to else can. a certain age. Yeah. Right. She was eight. Eight? That's, that's too long. <laughs> he was also like not a good father. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, uh, the whole situation was sort of sad, but like, I did not think he was such a great father, even uh-huh. though he didn't, even though his daughter did. But 
I mean, it's, I shouldn't say that that's so judgy. See, I'm judging a parent and I don't even have a kid. I'm so ready for motherhood. Um, <clears throat> no, but it's true. I'm like, you're there? That sounds like, to- like, ew. It's definitely hard at the beginning. Like, yeah. It's I had a jamboree the other day. I actually thought I was going to hate it, but I actually had a lot of fun watching Amelia thrive and have fun music and, like, play with drums. It was, like, actually fun. <laughs> I mean, it's cute. But did you, I would just go to, like, watch the other moms, kind of. Like, like well, I you, met like, two moms. How does that work? I met two moms, and we hit it off, and they were, like, one was a travel blogger, and one was, I don't know now, mom brain. But, <laughs> but it was cool, and we, like, talked and chatted, and they were talking about, like, their crazy birth. Actually, one of them had Poyak and delivered their baby, oh, which yeah. is hilarious. Doesn't everybody? Right? I oh, know. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, and we were talking and whatever. And then it was funny because one mom was like, oh, no. I was like, the minute I got into contractions, I'm a girl. I need this. I need that. She was like, I don't know how you did any of that. And I was like, teach his own. Like, everybody likes, you know, their own thing. And she was like, I couldn't. I feel like a lot of those people, too, um, they're just so afraid. Yes. They don't know what to expect. Yes. And, you know, it's probably generational. I think a lot of it has to do, and I, th- I feel like this with the breastfeeding rates too, because we don't see women breastfeed, and because yep. we don't see each other breastfeeding, so we don't talk about the trials and tribulations. Oh, I see, I see. Ellie breastfeeding. I know, Amanda sees you breastfeeding all the time. Yeah, you know, and all we see is like what's on TV. We're like, right. oh, so, you know, we're like the very beginning of it is really like period cramps. Oh, like it's horrible. not. It's not. It's, it's horrible. I mean. I don't know. For me, it was like I could deal with this one minute of pain every five minutes. Like right. you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel, and I feel like it's just there's so much there that we can dissect, but I don't have time today because I have to go to a dermatologist. <laughs> she has to go to a no, I know she has an appointment. <laughs> um, but before we wrap this up, because obviously, like we said, we kind of been a little bit all over the place, but. Can you tell us, obviously, you have the podcast, we're talking from reality, so you guys will put it in the show notes, but you have to we'll link, go yeah. check it out. But can you tell us kind of what's to come with that? What are, you know, what are some things you're excited about that you're working Spill on? Spill the tea on yeah, some so, of your upcoming Yeah, give us some of the tea, you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Recovering from Reality, and you can find us on Instagram at Recovering from Reality or my personal Instagram page, which is It's Alexis Haynes, H-A-I-N-E-S. And, um, or you can go to recoveringfromreality.com and you can subscribe on all of my freaking channels because <laughs> we're up on everything. Um, I'm really excited about this, this, uh, upcoming Monday. I'm having my friend Rochelle McLean, who's married to AJ from the Backstreet Boys on to oh, talk about online bullying and body image and parenting and being married to a celebrity and what that's like. And she, her episode is freaking epic. You guys have just finished with the editing and it's just incredible. And wow. I'm so excited for you guys to hear. It's so moving. And then, um, the following episode, I can't decide. Okay. I've got a couple of really cool people. I've got a writer from Betches who I actually really just adore. Wait, is it Aileen? No. It's Millie Moore. Do you know her? No. She's so funny. I want Aileen on this podcast. <laughs> so she's great. So Millie came on. And and then I've got Bob Forrest, who I absolutely love, and he's one of the biggest interventionists in the game, and he co-founded Aloe Treatment Center, and he's helped people like Courtney Love get sober. Like, he's just got so many amazing right. like, stories and experience. Um, and let's see, Allie's going to come on in yeah. a few months. <laughs> Talk about motherhood. Just so uh, there's just so much coming up that's that's amazing and I can't wait for you guys to hear and um 
Yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm so excited about this. I'm going to do a podcast in ASMR like the whole entire time. Wait, what's that? No, you see my blank what face. What the fuck? <gasps> what the yes. fuck? You see my blank face? I like tried to fake it, but it's sign happening. language. ASMR, no, like it's like a craze on YouTube. Now you have to Google it. Like, yeah, where what? You, where you make weird sounds and like whisper into the mic. Like it's a whole. It's like a sound, like kind of like a, people like trip out over like. Oh, sounds. I know what, what you're talking you about. Do? I yeah, know. Yeah. So I'm gonna have this hilarious female comedian come on, and we're gonna do an entire episode in ASMR. Like, oh wow! People that'll just, be interesting. People want to hear like weird. Yeah, it, it's gonna be funny <laughs> and very weird. Um, no, I have to Google it. I'm like follow me on Instagram. We've got a lot going on. Yes, Las Vegas, Backstreet Boys, and Coachella, so and all of that stuff. That's on my personal page, though, and. Yeah. And then you're writing the book. And I'm writing a book. That's exciting. Which I won't be ready for like six to eight months. That's fine. But you're writing which it. Which is very writing short in terms yeah, of like say, a book. Like well, because she does it quick. Because I had, do you know Darren Prince? No. He did Anna's first book and he was on, I produced someone else's podcast and he was oh. on. Awesome. And his was like very quick. Yeah, that's yeah. fast for a book. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I mean, good for I, you. My but... story's been told like a gazillion times. This is going to be kind of more, it's going to be my story, but in it is going to be like how how to build your life up after you burn that shit down like what oh, how to, great. what are like the active steps that you take to build a big and full and beautiful life after you've fucked it all up and got you know gotten sober so right. i think that you know everyone knows like how to get sober it's like okay what do you do that's after that the easy part mm-hmm. it's like how do you mm-hmm. fix your life after you fucked it all up so right. i think that yeah. that's really important um and so you know all of that, being an influencer, having a podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, we're so proud of you. Like, especially with, like, social media and your podcast and everything you're doing. Like, you've just made, like, leaps and bounds in everything you're doing. It's amazing. Girl, and all of the intention of just being, uh, you know, a space of light and love for people to um, grow and evolve and, and be their best selves you yeah. know that's that's the intention behind it all so well we love that this is I have to tell you when I interviewed you first like four years ago I knew good things were going to come from you oh, I just knew no, it no good like that and she even said, to said me when, when you came on our podcast and then you know you and I connected and hit it off and I was like I definitely want her as my doula she said to me before you came on she was like telling you right now she's like totally whatever you vibe. think she's, she's amazing. amazing she's like, super interesting super interesting and she did and she was like you know so I'm sweet. telling you like you may like you know don't you believe may, what you read right, and what you hear exactly it's just like, trust me with she was like trust me with this I'm bringing her on immediately and immediately I fell in love and I was like you're 100% right like and it's true like obviously you like, only she's get gonna be your bits doula. and pieces of stories because that's what media puts out there that's what everything you read and see that's a whole nother topic like the way women and I talk about this a lot of my podcasts and the upcoming episodes of the way women are portrayed oh absolutely is... versus what's the real deal mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like so true because Amanda was like I interviewed her and I'm telling you like her heart, her soul, everything. So we're just like so happy for you because everything yeah. you're doing is just amazing. You're so sweet. I appreciate it. And I love you girlies. And <laughs> I just think that um, there's something so special about having women that uplift each other. And, there is. you know, it's so important. So thanks for what you're doing over here. Thank you oh, thank for what you. you're doing. This was awesome. This was amazing. We're all just like gushing over. I know. I was like, yeah, amazing. Like, amazing. Like, amazing. Like, amazing. Like, amazing. The little heart emojis awesome. around the room. <laughs> They're just flying right, up. Flying heart eyes everywhere. Yeah. Oh my but, god. But um, as we always say, be fabulous and be you, and uplift other women. Bye. Bye.
Cut them both, how to Jane Fonda One, two, three, four Get your booty on the dance floor Work it out, shake it little mama Let me see you do the Jane Fonda